0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages, and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store, or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon, and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, here we are once again on our Next Steps podcast. All right. Uh, We are so excited to be here with you all. Today we are talking about the subject of busyness, hurry in the world. And so. All of us know that we live in a world right now that's crazy busy. If we f- could wrap this up, I've only
1: got like five minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, this <laughs> yeah, podcast will be five minutes I gotta long. I got to get to. <laughs>
0: Pretty busy. We, <laughs> we do live in a crazy busy world. And one of the challenges of living in that busy world is that we can miss all the beautiful things that God wants to speak to us about mm-hmm. and for us to do while we're just doing things that seem Immediate. It's the tyranny of the urgent that steals from us the opportunity to do bigger and better things for God. Yeah, so we, guys, how are you dealing with this?
1: Man, it's crazy. Like even as we sit here, I had to make sure that my phone's on airplane mode and my Apple Watch is off, right? Because like notifications, notifications, notifications. Right. So wherever you are, you can be working, or wherever wherever you are, you can stay busy. Is probably a better way to say it. Um, I was I was reading earlier. Uh, I think it's the University of Arizona did this study on busyness and they're saying that we are not actually more productive than any generation before us we're Interesting. not Interesting. but we're walking around feeling we like, feel like it, oh don't yeah we? oh like we're killing it yeah yeah because we're just constantly connected there's always another
0: incoming well that's email. what's changed yeah that's what's changed sure. we are more connected in this generation than we've ever been before and because of that, we actually feel like we are doing more. Absolutely, when,
1: <laughs> when we're when we're doing less, you know, and, and that's that's the point. And and we do feel this accomplishment, right? But busyness doesn't equal fruitfulness. Like, just because we're busy doesn't mean we're accomplishing. One, what the things we should be accomplishing, and two, it doesn't mean that we're fulfilling like what God has for us and we're experiencing what God has no, for I us. No, I mean,
0: I like those words that you used right there, Grant. Um, Thank you. Hey, mean, like- hey. You are welcome. <laughs> um, in, the, in the book of John, the Bible says that, we, that it is God's desire that you be fruitful right. and that you bear much fruit. And the idea is that we are to be uh, people who are productive, that we are to be people who are supposed to be engaged and involved and dialed in. We have this phrase that we use around here at Grace all the time, when we show up, God shows up. Right. In other words, we just can't expect God to do everything for us. God does all of our salvation for us. But when it comes That's to right. our spiritual growth and it comes to our transformation, you see that there are different kinds of Christians all over the place, right? Some seem to be super spiritually mature. Some seem to be more immature. And a lot of that has to do with how you're investing your life. Mm -hmm. For many of us, we're just following the stream of society and culture and the rhythm of life. And we're not doing a whole lot of dialogue inside thinking about what's most important.
2: Yeah. I just want to say if you're listening and you're like an Enneagram three and you're just wanting (laughs) to win and get it done and drive, drive, drive. Yeah. I mean, if you're that person, you don't even have to be a three to be crazy busy. Right. So I just want to put it out there that man, I feel crazy busy sometimes. And I know that you feel crazy busy sometimes. Like it's just part of our life. And so if you're here and you're listening and going, man, I I feel overwhelmed. Like, that's why we're talking about this, because we need to slow down. And exactly what Pastor Mike is saying. We need to think about what we're doing, think about how we're living, and not
1: just go with the culture. We have way more control than we think we do. Yeah. We have way more control than we think we do. We can focus our attention. We can absolutely focus our attention. And so I do think, like— like praise God, like that's part of the freedom we have in Jesus. We yeah. we don't have to be ruled by anything, that's right. right? And we don't have to be ruled by our schedules. Right. And
0: but the irony of that is that I think let's just talk ministry for a second. Yeah, uh, being in ministry is one of the most distracting things to your spiritual life sometimes because there right. are so many crises. Absolutely, you have to do a wedding. You have to. I mean, two weeks ago, I we unplugged a guy from. Um, a life support machine mm-hmm. and you can't mm-hmm. say I'm too busy to do that yep yeah so there's always this important crisis this important circumstance in your life and sometimes you can get to the place where you feel that like you're so busy that you're actually not focused on what is most important which is Jesus mm-hmm. right and uh, just this, this 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 happened to me just a little while ago I was working and just not taking Sabbath I was not taking days off and so I got to like nine weeks in a row and my wife came and she says hey this is enough, we have to make changes. And so we made some changes and basically said, I'm not scheduling people on Fridays anymore. Why? Mm. Because my family's important, yeah. you know? And so here's the important thing, like the principle behind that, is that when you say yes to something, you're always saying no to something else. And so the reverse, the converse of that is true too. When I say no to something, I'm also saying yes to something else. We have to be able to say no in our lives in order to say yes to what's most important. Which you have is, to make
2: your best yes. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, which
0: is
1: wisdom. That's that's Psalm ninety twelve. It says, "Teach us to number our days and mm-hmm. gain what a heart of wisdom. Yes. Accept your limitations and know that I can't be connected to everything. I can't know everything. I can't be everywhere. And that's where then you start to experience wisdom because then you can start to prioritize. I had I had lunch. Uh, I had a standing appointment um, with uh, with some guys, some other pastors in Memphis when when we were back in Tennessee. And uh, Go Titans. we were, say that again. Go Titans. Go Titans. Okay. Yeah. I'm for it. Go Tigers, too. All of it. No, uh, we were, of it. none of it. We were, um, <laughs> we were having lunch, and, and, and I asked him if he would uh, consider doing this Bible study with this other group of guys that was starting up. And uh, he turned to me and he said, I don't have time for that. And then he said, Oh, sorry. That's not true. I'm not going to make time for that. And I went, well, that was harsh. Uh, you, should, you could have said it a different way. And he, I said, what do you mean? And he said, like, I'm in control of my time and I have to choose, I have to make priorities. Like Super that's, that's wisdom, yeah. you know? And yeah. it really was like a huge a huge lesson for us to know our limitations. And then we can enter into a life of wisdom, which is setting priorities, which
0: is using our time wisely. I think a relationship with God actually helps us with this. Yeah. And so one of the things that, being in relationship with God versus not being in relationship with God does for us is that when we realize that God is really the author of everything, that he's, he's working on our behalf, that he's orchestrating the circumstances for our good, and that we have a father who really loves us, yeah. the frenetic pace of having to create your own life falls away. Yeah, It's not like we don't work hard. I mean, the apostle Paul said, I worked harder than all of them, yep. yet not me, but Christ who lives in, within me. And so one of the big effects of having a relationship with Jesus is knowing that I'm not that important. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. not that I don't have value because in God's mind, he sent his son into the world to die for me. I have supreme value in God's mind, but I don't necessarily have to be the man. I don't have to be the person at the center of all things in my life. It's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. Nobody stands up under it. We've even seen pastors, this city and other cities around the country, just fall apart because right. they've gotten pressure after pressure after pressure because they were the man.
1: And it's something unique to, I, I'm, I like the way you said that, it's, it's unique to us as followers of Jesus, where, you know, when, when God says, be still and know that I'm God, we can. Yes. Like we can. Yeah. We can stop. We can accept our, our limitations and we can say, I can't do it all. I don't have to do it all. That's right. Like I can actually stop in the middle of the busy world and go, God, you are enough. You are all that I need. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great gift that we have. So speaking of our relationship with
2: Christ changes that, I mean, think about all the reasons that you are super busy. A Mm. lot of those reasons are based on wrong motivations. I mean, you're wanting to please other people. You're wanting to fix things so that you look good. Instead Mm, of serving others, you're serving yourself. You're serving your image. Mm. You're serving, I mean, everything around your life is serving you as opposed to God and others, which is what our mission and our goal, and and that's that's our goal in life. And so that absolutely changes your schedule
0: if we contrast um, the way that a believer should think about themselves and the way that maybe an unbeliever would think about themselves, you know, an unbeliever basically doesn't have a source of identity. Mm. in other words, all of our identity flows out of what God thinks about us. So for somebody who may not have a relationship with Jesus, one of the challenges with that is they have to create their life. They have to create their meaning. They have to create their purpose. They have to create their identity. And because of that, that's an inherent pressure that just pushes them down. In fact, many people end up coming to Christ because they just get so bogged down with the idea that I can't make my own life. We are not made to create our own world. We're made to support his world. Mm. And because of that, as a Christian, we have the opportunity to say I am what God says that I am. That's mm. right. And when I'm not what God says I am, then I get to conform myself to him. And in that, I don't have to run around being hurried all the time. I don't run around being worried all the time. I can trust that at the end of the day, after I've done my best, we're not saying that we don't do our best. Right, right. of course. We're not saying that effort doesn't matter because the Bible's clear, effort matters. Absolutely. But with that said, at the end of the day, when we put our head down on the pillow, we should be able to say, I did enough. Yeah. And most of us go to sleep thinking, I'm never ever enough.
2: Yeah, I mean Matt Chandler, speaking of you know, working hard, he says, "Hey, men, hey guys, uh, you should be tired when you go to bed at night. Like when you lay your head down, you should fall asleep because you're tired because you worked really hard." Uh, but I mean, like you said, it, we are we're working for the right things in the right ways to where it's honoring to God, and we do feel tired because we work really hard.
1: I wonder if, like, if our listeners, if you're not driving, uh, if you're somewhere stationary, <laughs> I wonder, like, look at your to do list right now on your phone. Through that lens, to do lists. You know what I mean. (laughs) Of like, but look at it through that lens of I'm a Christ follower. I don't have to do it all, and there are things I I must do. There are things I must do in my life, and so does this list reflect it? I I recently uh, was going through my to do list, and and you know, like on the Apple to do list, there's like you can set priorities. It puts like a little red exclamation point, which is so anxiety inducing, right? You know what I mean? Like it's a little, you have to do this, you have to do this. But as I looked through it, I had marked so many things with that little exclamation point that were not must do's. I had marked so many things that were not must do's. But when I stopped and, and looked through that lens of God, what must I do as a, as a godly husband and father and pastor and friend. What must I do? And to be quite honest, guys, there were things I deleted off that list. There were things where I went, I actually have to stop. Like I have to accept my limitation here and I have to figure out what are must do's and what are not, you know, and, and God helps us with that wisdom by keeping that number one thing, number one, like our identities in him, number one, and accepting our limitations. So
0: I think checklists are super, uh, important. I'm not a checklist guy. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while, things get so overwhelming. I just have to write them down yep. in order to get them out of my head. But I think checklists can be a blessing, but they can also be exactly what you described, Grant, as a curse. Mm-hmm. It's constantly, we put the exclamation points next to everything and we say, everything is equally important. And because of that, as, as the day gets uh, longer and as time mm-hmm. begins to run out, we feel more and more anxious. And that's what I meant by, you know we go to bed all the time feeling like we've not accomplished everything that we need Mm, to accomplish. At some point we need to say, God, you need to take over. You need to be in control. And when we do that, I don't, I mean, for sure with you guys. And I, I I mean, we've had moments where I've just said, Hey, my time is like, I don't have enough time, God. I don't know what you're going to do about it. And then someone cancels an appointment. Mm -hmm. I don't have a time, God. And then he maximizes the time. I don't, it's almost like he just gives more time, More ability, more whatever we need to get through the day. Yeah, it's incredible if we rely on him.
1: And and it's cool too because that that mindset it it changes the way our uh, we interact with our schedule. Like you mentioned earlier, um, there's always something that comes up, you know, and and it's always there's something always immediate and urgent. And and I think like something we would be wise to do as we think about our limited time. Is expect interruptions. Expect yeah. problems in our day yeah. to arise. And don't be thrown off by that. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus said in this world you will have problems. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. will have troubles. Certainly. There will be things that were not on your list that you did not anticipate. There will be things that are that are beyond difficult for you. And so I think one of the things that causes so much anxiety in our busy is our busy lives is when we schedule it out or we have an expectation Great and then point boom. You know what I mean? Like yesterday, yesterday we had a plan. My wife and I, we had a plan for our day and my young, one of my youngest walks in and like completely gets sick. And I was like, ah, this is great.
0: So we make a new plan.
1: (laughs) We make a new plan. We're like, okay, I'm going to take these kids to school and we're going to do this, whatever. And then another one comes in and is sick. And I was like, Plan C, you know what I mean, and yep. it is six o'clock in the morning. It's yep. not even like the sun isn't up yet, yep. and we are on Plan C, yep. you know. And so I yep. think anticipating that, and uh, we were at a conference together, guys. Uh, if you remember, I, I don't remember the speaker said it. and I'm, I'm sorry, I can't give Clay Scroggins? I don't know if it was Clay a distraction. No, it was in the it was in the main session, but um, but Clay's book on that is fantastic. Yep. But it was the idea that sometimes interruptions and unexpected people. He said, our appointments that God puts on our schedule. Mm. Like, again, remembering that we live a life on mission. And so we are at our work on mission. We are at our job on mission. We are in our neighborhoods on mission. And so I love that. I love that trusting God is in the, he's in the interruptions. Like he's doing something. He's either going to protect us and push us through that interruption. Mm -hmm. Or he's saying, this is actually my plan. Like, I want you to come this way.
2: You know, off that it just makes me think and it reminds me we're not in control. Yeah. And we want to be in control. We want to be in control of our schedules, we want to be in control of our life, of all the appointments, of what happens and what does happen or our kids, to our family, to whatever. And it's just a recognition that we are not in control and God is. And so we have to rely on him and trust him and and essentially be filled with the Spirit as we go throughout our day, because stuff's going to happen. Yeah. You know, alongside with the question that I have then is, is how do we build margin, enough mm. margin in our lives, to where when something does happen, we're not frantically looking around? So, I mean, what
1: are y'all's thoughts on that? Just to define margin real quick, because, like, what is that? There, uh, Dr. Richard Swenson, he wrote a book called Margin, and in it he says, Margin is the space between our load and our limits. It's, it's a space it's between good. our what what we've set ourselves up to do and what we can actually do. Pastor Mike, you you've been setting margin in your
0: life for many years. What are your <laughs> what are your thoughts, my friend? Uh, I, I mean, I think margin can be on several different levels. I mean, you can have margin with your finances. You can mm. have margin with your time but it really is that gap between. And the only way that you're gonna be able to figure out the difference between our capacity and our load is to test yourself and figure out, you know, as I go along my day, as I go along my week, mm. am I feeling stressed or am I feeling connected? And at some point you're just going to have to do that adjustment that goes down the line. In other words, if I have this really high capacity but I have this extremely high load, I'm gonna to have to back down my load so that my capacity and my load measure and make sense. Because otherwise, we're just not going to be able to do the things that are most important. I mean, the challenge, again, is the tyranny of the urgent. Mm. It is always feeling like everything is equally important. Not everything in your life is equally important. Not everything in your spiritual life is equally important as well. And so let's invest. And as you're listening right now, I would love for you to invest in the things that matter the absolute most. Because those are going to give the most return for you. They're going to give the most life to you and they're going to help you take your next step toward Christ. So it's a challenge I know but it is going to take some give and tape and some figuring it out
1: I love I love that I love the idea that there's a figuring out that that's okay yeah you know like I, I think sometimes I that is where I feel like and maybe if you're listening you can relate I I feel like a failure because I'm, I'm still sometimes trying to figure that out. You know, like, yeah. do, I have, do I have that margin? But, I think but it's a
0: lifelong process. It's yeah, a 100%. lifelong process
1: because life is constantly changing. And it brings me to thinking about, like, our community of faith. We need each other so much as we try to figure that out. I need other men in my life to be watching my life, to be sharing my life with that can look at me and say, hey, bro, uh-uh. You know what I mean? Like, hey, right. bro, your load is exceeding your limit here. Yep. Like, you've, you've got to slow down. And, in fact, there were a few months ago, and, of course, you guys know and you were so supportive uh, for me during that time. There was a few months ago I had reached burnout. Yeah. Like I had been running on empty for so long that I had just hit this wall and I didn't know what was wrong. I I literally, I Googled my symptoms. I was like, I don't, <laughs> I want to, I, and I was like, what is happening? And Google was like, you might be depressed. And I was like, well, I'm <laughs> depressed. I've, I've never dealt with that. I know people right. do and and, right. and it's, a, it's a big monster. And so, that's, I, so I never want to talk about it lightly. I never want to say, I think I'm depressed. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I was like, I don't know if that's right. I went and had lunch with this guy and I'm telling him what's going on and he just looks at me and he said you're burned out and he said you there's no margin in your life yeah. like you are running and running and running and that's how God showed me it was through community of faith it was yeah. through a, a, another believer who I gave access to my life so, so you could see it
0: that's the point uh you have to give access to other people yep, to right. be able to speak into your life if you don't then no one will, first of all. And secondly, you're going to be poor for it. Mm. I always say around here that the church is the center of a Christian's life mm-hmm. and that Jesus is the center of the church. And the reason why I say that over and over again, because I think it's shocking to people when they walk in. They go, no, 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 church is optional. It's a side thing that I do. Yeah. It's one piece of the pie.
1: It's a club that I'm in. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. club
0: that I, it's like soccer or something else like right. that. But really, if we think about it like a spoke on a wheel, the the church is the centerpiece of that. Mm. And everything else in our lives comes out of that. From that I, I figure out my money from that. I figure out my relationships from that. I figure out my fears from that. I figure out where I'm going to grow. So all of that needs to center on something. The problem, one of the challenges today, is that people don't have a center. Mm. You know, yeah. and because they don't have a center, they're just making random choices all over the place, and they have no cohesion to their life. And it's just busy,
1: busy, busy. And for what?
0: And that yeah. makes yeah. you. It makes it impossible for you to d- differentiate and figure out like what is most important because again everything cannot be equally Mm, important that's right so we're going to pick and choose what's most important because what's most important is going to give back to us it's going to help us grow and be the happiest version of ourselves that we can be
1: can I give you a great example of that that happened last night last night I was with a friend of mine and he was talking about a big change that was coming in his life, and it was mm-hmm. a big work change. And it was an opportunity to literally move across the country, but he was, gonna, he was gonna make so much more money and all this stuff. And he said, you know what? He said, we, I, I told them, I said, this is literally all I've dreamed about is this job, but we're not ready to leave this community. Yes. Like God has brought us to this church, and That's he's right. brought us to this community, and he's given us a job to do. And He goes, Grant, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't believe I'm turning this down. He said, but I have never been happier to turn down something like that. That's cool.
0: See, that's the point. But he made a wise decision. He made the decision to not take on additional load and allow himself to be able to live happy in the place that he is in right now. We've heard that story over and over again. It's It's always incredible to me to hear people who truly sacrifice something, and yet at the same time, they're not sacrificing. They're so happy. They're staying connected. They're happy. They're connected. They feel a part of what God's doing. So as you're listening to this, this might be an option for you to be thinking about what are the things in your life that you need to subtract right now? How do you reduce the load that's going on in your world right now so that you can have more margin and be the person that God wanted you to be? Well, hey, this has been, uh, this has been fun. Yeah, it's been, yeah, awesome. it's been great. It's great. Yeah, and so we are so excited to be able to bring this podcast to you each week. We're excited to be back with you next week. Until then, have a great week. Bye-bye, guys. See you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.